Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head matchups, and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds, and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right, welcome back, everybody. We got some good matchups to run through you this week. We got a lot of numbers on this one. I'm comparing a lot of tracks since it is the road courses, and that seems to be our dominant track on the circuit now. So let's take a look at our drivers and see who we have to work with. We've got the nine of Chase Elliott going head-to-head against Kyle Larson, teammates there. Christopher Bell going up against William Byron, Toyota versus Chevy. Both of those guys are out of the playoff picture right now, so they've got different agendas. We'll discuss those in a bit. We've got the two-car Austin Sindrick versus the 14 of Chase Briscoe. Also two guys trying to make their way into the next round. And last but not least, two more playoff drivers in the 99 car of Daniel Suarez and the 22 Joey Logano. Back to the top. We're going to look at these guys' career stats, and then we'll throw some comparable tracks in there. The Daytona Road Course, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, Coda, Road America, and the Indy Road Course. I've got a bunch of averages there, so bear with me. A lot of numbers coming at you. All right, starting with the nine of Chase Elliott. He's got four races, two Kyle Larson's three races at the track. Chase, he finishes in the top five 50% of the time. Kyle Larson, 33% of the time. Chase Elliott, he finishes in the top 10 75% of the time. That's three out of four. Kyle Larson, he's got one top 10, so that's 33%. Chase Elliott seems to be a little better at this juncture. Neither driver have DNFs. Chase Elliott, he has 64 laps led. That puts him at 16 laps led per race. But Kyle Larson has a few more led at 60, putting him at 20 laps led per race. Chase beats out Kyle with the average finishes. Chase's average finish is fifth. Kyle Larson is 13th. Chase also has two wins to Kyle Larson's one. And that is 50% of Chase's races at the roll, ending in P1. Kyle Larson, he sits at 33%. So, so far we're pretty much green across the board for Chase Elliott. Let's take a look at these tracks and see how they compare. Looking at the Charlotte Roval last season, Chase, he finished in the 12th position with an 82.3 driver rating. And Kyle Larson, he beats him out. He finished in the first place with a 117.6 driver rating. Now looking at the Daytona road course, which is probably your closest matchup track-wise. Chase's last finish there was 21st with a 120 driver rating. And he beats out Kyle Larson, who finished in 30th place with an 84.2 driver rating. Next, you have Sonoma. Chase also beats out Kyle here with an 8th place finish and a 105.9 driver rating, where Larson, he finished 15th with a 90.7 driver rating. At Watkins Glen, this is where Kyle Larson had a better finish, coming in first to Chase's fourth place finish, but Chase comes out ahead with a better driver rating at 124.8 to Kyle's 112. Looking at Coda, Chase Elliott tops the board here again. He's got a fourth place finish with a 97.7 driver rating, and Kyle Larson, he finished 29th with a 72.2 driver rating. 
not the best day for him. Moving on to Road America. Chase also tops this list with a second place finish and a 144.7 driver rating. Kyle Larson did finish third and had a 115.3 driver rating, but he just couldn't beat Chase out. And we'll look at the Indy Road Course as well. It doesn't compare as well as the other tracks do, but it'll help give us a better picture and a bigger rounder number. Chase, he finished in the 16th place with a 91.5 driver rating on his last go. And Kyle, he finished 35th with a 62.3 driver rating. So clearly Chase takes that one again. Now I average it all together and Chase, he comes up with an average finish of 9.17 on those road courses with a 114.1 driver rating, beating out Kyle with his 16.29 average and a 93.47 driver rating. So although Kyle won here last season, he's not running near as well as he was last year. And given the stats provided, I've got to go with Chase on this one. Rowdy's pick, Chase Elliott. Moving on to our second matchup, you've got the 20 car of Christopher Bell versus the 24 car of William Byron. See Bell, he's got two races run, no top five and one top 10. William Byron, he's got three races run, zero top fives and two top tens. So see Bell, he finishes 50% of his races in top 10. Byron at 66.67. Neither of them have a DNF on this track yet. Looking at their laps led, Seabell has six. That averages out to three laps led per race. Willie B comes up with 80 laps led. That's 26.67 laps led per race. Bell, he's got an average finish of 16th to Willie B's 7.7. So William, so far in the green here, looking a little better. All right, let's look at the comparable tracks. The Charlotte Roval from last season. Seabell finished in the eighth spot with a driver rating of 82.7. And Willie B finished in the 11th spot with a 124.2 driver rating. So Bell had a better finish, but Byron had a better driver rating. Kind of washes out that one. Looking at the Daytona road course, Seabell, his last outing was a win. He got a P1 on that day with a 128.8 driver rating. Willie B, he came in 33rd with a 75.2. At Sonoma earlier this year, Seabell finished in the 27th spot with a 49.6 driver rating. Not a good day for him. Byron, he finished in the ninth spot with a 79.4 driver rating. Byron takes this one. At Watkins Glen, Bell, he finished in the eighth spot with a 92.7 driver rating, beating William Byron with his 22nd finish place and a 52.3 driver rating. At Coda, Bell takes this one again with a P3 finish and a 90.5 driver rating, two Williams P12 and an 83.5 driver rating. At Road America, they kind of flip-flop. Bell had an 18th place finish. Byron had a 16th place finish, but Bell's driver rating was better with a 76.3 and Willie, he finished with a driver rating 66.7. At the Indy Road Course, Bell's last outing, he finished in the 12th spot with a 110.8 driver rating, which trumps William Byron's 31st place finish and a 93.1 driver rating. Bell's stats look better, but he has a worse finishing average at this track. And as it stands, Bell has to play the track position game, which should put him up front if he can get there and stay. Going for stage points, we'll have Byron running mid-pack, so the edge goes to see Bell for this matchup. Rowdy's pick. Christopher Bell. Okay, this week's third matchup, the two car of Austin Sindrick versus the 14 car of Chase Briscoe. This one I knew they were going to do this week. It was an obvious one. 
I'm going to skip the uh, career stats at this track since Cindric has none and there's no point in giving you Briscoes because there's nothing to compare it with. So we'll just move on to the comparable tracks. Also skipping the Charlotte Roval and Daytona Road Course since Cindric has no history there either. I am leaving those two in on Briscoe's stats and I have taken them out, but it doesn't change anything in the end. So looking at the Charlotte Roval, Briscoe, he finished in the 22nd spot last time around and had a 59.8 driver rating. So not a real good day. His Daytona Road Course run last time had him finish 32nd with a 52.7 driver rating. So that's just for general knowledge. So you can see how he ran those road courses. But for comparison, we start with Sonoma. Austin Sindrick beats out Briscoe with his fifth place finish this season and a 94 driver rating to Briscoe's 13th place finish with an 80.8 .8 driver rating. Sindrick beats him out at Watkins Glen as well with a 13th place finish and a 76.2 driver rating. Briscoe, he finished Watkins Glen in the 25th spot with a 47.5 driver rating. At Coda, again, Cindric beats out Briscoe. He finished in the 8th spot with a 117.6 driver rating. Briscoe finished in the 30th spot with a 73.6 driver rating. Road America, Cindric in the green again. He finished P7 with a 100.6 driver rating. Briscoe finished 14th with an 85.3 driver rating. A little better on the day, but not enough to beat Cindric. And looking at the Indy Road Course in their last go, Cindric, he finished P2 with a 109.8. And Briscoe, he finished in the 23rd spot with a 76.2 average driver rating. After averaging all these tracks together, Cindric's average finish is a fifth position with a 71.17 driver rating. And Briscoe comes up with an average finish of 21 with a 72.68 driver rating. For this one, I'm just going with the numbers, which clearly favor Cindric. Rowdy's pick. Okay, moving on to the fourth and final featured matchup, the 99 car Daniel Suarez versus the 22 car Joey Logano. Both of them have four races run at this track. Suarez has no top five or no top 10 finishes yet. Joey Logano, he has one top five, that's 25% of his races, and four top tens. 100% of his finishes are in the top 10 at this point. Neither of these guys have DNFs. Suarez has zero laps led. Joey, he's got eight laps led. That averages out to about two laps led per race. And their average finishes puts Joey Logano ahead with a 7.3 to Daniel Suarez's 23.3. So far, Joey Logano looks better. Let's look at some of the road courses here. The Charlotte Roval on their last go. Danny, he finished in the 13th spot with an 82.7 driver rating. Logano comes out ahead with a P7 finish and a 93.5 driver rating. At the Daytona road course, on their last go, Danny, he finished in P16 with a 68.2 driver rating. Joey Logano bettered him with a P2 and a 121 driver rating. At Sonoma, Danny takes this one with his win and a driver rating of 137.5. Had a real good day. Joey, he finished P17 with a 70.4 driver rating. Moving on to Watkins Glen, Daniel Suarez had a pretty decent day finishing in fifth with a driver rating of 105.2, but it was not enough to beat Joey's third position and a 114 driver rating. At Coda, Danny does beat out Logano on this one with his 24th place finish and a 79.8 driver rating, where Logano finished 31st with a 70.3 driver rating. At Road America, Suarez takes this one again with a P5 
and a 101.3 driver rating to Logano's 27th place finish and a 46.2 driver rating. Not his best show. Looking at the stats for the Indy Road Course, their last go has Daniel Suarez finishing in the 28th position with an 84.2 driver rating. Joey beat him on the day with finishing P6, but his driver rating was a bit lower at 81.5. Not much. So averaging all these tracks together, Daniel Suarez's average finish on these road courses is 13.14 with a 94.13 driver rating, which beats out Joey Logano by just a slim margin, who comes in with an average finish of 13.29 with an 85.34 driver rating. And eliminating the Indy road course doesn't help either one of these drivers' averages. It still points towards Suarez. Now this matchup is similar to the two in the 14 in that the 99 will most likely run for stage points and the 22 can play the track position game. This is the toughest matchup of the week in my opinion, so paying attention to their practice and qualifying will be key to locking down this pick. But finishing position is the game here, so I've got to go with the 22 unless something looks off in those practice and qualifying sessions. Rowdy's pick, Joey Logano in that 22 car. Okay, now's a good time to take a look at the sports books and see how they have things listed. But before we do that, let's take a look and see how Rowdy performed on his picks last week. We've got 17 podcasts behind us, and last week I went 4 for 4. That up my average to 68%. That's another 2%, so we moved the needle just a couple of ticks this week. I'm sure if that big one happened, things would have been different. Alright, let's move on to the sports books and see how they have things ranked over there. The casinos have the top dog. This week listed as Chase Elliott. Go figure, it's a road course. He's listed at plus 500. You can find him over at DraftKings, Unibet, and Bet Rivers. And next you have Tyler Reddick. He's listed at plus 650, only on FanDuel. Looks like about 600 everywhere else. Kyle Larson, he is next listed at plus 800 at BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, Bogata, and Unibet. Seems like they all like him at that figure. Now you have a little jump to AJ Allmendinger. He's listed at 12 to 1. That's plus 1200 at BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, and Bet Rivers. And another small jump to Daniel Suarez at plus 1500. You can find him over there only on DraftKings and FanDuel for that value. Next, you have Ryan Blaney listed at plus 1600 at BetMGM, BetRivers, The Bogata, and Unibet. That's a pretty good price for him. William Byron comes up next. Also listed at plus 1600, you can find Willie B at BetRivers and Unibet for that value. Next in line, Ross Chastain plus 1700 only on FanDuel. And Christopher Bell is listed next at plus 1800 only at Caesars. He needs to make something happen this weekend. And finally, you've got Denny Hamlin listed at plus 1800 as well. You can find him over at BetMGM, Caesars, BetRivers, The Bogata, and Univet. That rounds out the top 10 for you. The only discrepancy I might put in there is Ryan Blaney should be listed a little bit shorter, so that's a pretty good bet I would put on him for plus 1600. Now let's take a look at some long shots. Mike McDowell, he's listed at plus 3000, 30 to 1, which stands out to me as a great bet. He has an average finish of 7.6 on road courses this season, with his only finish outside of the top 10 at Coda, finishing in 13th. For a top 10 finish, he's listed at plus 100. I'll take that bet as well. And Eric Jones, he is a bit of a longer shot with two top 10 finishes coming at Coda and Watkins Glen this season. 
He's listed at 75 to 1 odds for the outright and a plus 220 for a top 10. I like that top 10 bet. Go get you some Eric Jones. And Rowdy's pick for the win this week, Tyler Reddick. He has nothing to lose by going for the win as the playoff points and stage points mean absolutely nothing to him at this juncture. Back-to-back wins at Coda and Indy means he has a package to contend with on these road courses. He has an average finish of third on the last three road courses. Pencil in the eight for another trip to Victory Land this weekend. Okay, that's it. That is the gist of Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook this week. And if you haven't already stopped by and listened to the Final App Weekly podcast, I invite you to do so. It's another good listen and a fun podcast. And of course, you get some more picks from me, Rowdy Dragon, right there on that show. Where can you find the Final App Weekly, you ask? Well, thefinalapp.com. Or right there on the middle of the page over there, tobychristie.com as well. So if you're not already listening, go check it out. All right, folks, that covers it for this week. I really appreciate all of you stopping by and taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Hopefully this helps you out putting some dollars in your pocket this weekend. So good luck over there at the Roval. And I will be back with some more of this good stuff for you next week. 